Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Future of BizTech. I'm your host, JC Granger, and I'm here with Megan Eisenberg, the CMO of TripActions. Megan, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the company. Thank you for having me. Uh, definitely excited to be on. Um, I am the CMO at TripActions. We are a full travel management and expense platform. We've got about 4,000 customers global around the world. It's been a crazy wild year, of course, with COVID and us being in business travel, but we've launched about 40 new product enhancements and major releases. So we've been busy as a team building. I'm based out of the Bay Area. I've been here about two years. I've been in marketing over 20 and in tech and and love it and love what That's we're awesome. trying to do. So yeah. Yeah, fellow marketer, like that that you're you're in my head there. Um, I've been doing for about 20 years also myself. Yeah. And what part of the Bay Area are you in right now? Um so I'm in, right now I'm in our Palo Alto office. So yeah. yeah. I grew up out there. That's Palo Alto, Mountain View, San Jose, yes. that whole little trifecta, you know. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, so let's talk about that though, as far as you know, I mean you're on the travel side. I see two sides of this. I see one is you guys obviously been pretty affected by COVID, but it sounds like that is either A, forced a change for you guys to keep working or B, kind of giving you time to say, well, we might as well go work on all these other cool new features. So can, you know, let's talk about how has that affected your company and then maybe just the industry in general. I mean, it sounds kind of obvious how it's affected them, but I'm curious to see how did you guys pivot and you know to correct for that? Yeah, so we're still very much a full travel platform. One thing that was, is we had launched a product called TripActions Liquid, which is our payment and expense management. It's a corporate card. There's a virtual card in February, about a week before everything shut down. And so one thing we found is that the second largest spend at most companies is T&E. And 70% of that spend tends to be travel, but there's a 30% of spend that's not. So think about everyone setting up their at-home offices, buying software, doing marketing spend, digital paid search. You can do all of that on a corporate card and be able to much easier run the expenses on that and do reconciliation. So it accelerated that product greatly this year because of the need for all these remote workers to be able to do payments and expensing. The other thing, as far as what's happening in the industry, certainly we went from really being the best experience in business travel to traveler safety and cost control. Kind of the tone shifted in the environment. It was very much around duty of care. So we built out a lot of features and enhancements around an emphasis on duty of care, a lot around cleanliness standards. When you think about travel, you're now tra- you want to make sure that's a safe, secure, clean. What are the hotels' hygiene practices? How about the airlines? Understanding that uh, sustainability has was big before, but it's going to be even bigger as we get back to traveling. So making sure that we have carbon footprint and a bunch of information in that that people care about when they're booking travel, whether they're going to take a train or a plane, which plane, what's the most efficient way and lowest carbon footprint, and then even ways to offset it. So a lot of work in that area Uh, and just a lot more dashboards for travel managers, trying to make sure they have visibility of where travelers are, where they're going. We built out COVID dashboards that go show reproduction numbers in the location you're in and where you're going. What are all the rules, waivers, that people would want to know quarantine information. So that is now directly within the booking tool. Uh, And the other thing that came about this year was unused travel credits. Think of the tens of millions of dollars in airline credits when you start canceling in mass and companies need to manage that. And so our customers, we not only made it very easy for them to run reports and track all their unused credits, 
now you we auto apply it for the users as you book your next trip. So I booked oh, a trip. Okay. It automatically pulled in my credit. I had some personal credit because I use our product for personal travel and I had business credit and it auto applied and then it deducted it from the cost. I was booking through United. Very easy. How was that a year and a half ago? I had to go find my email with the credit. I had to yeah. find that little code. I had to enter the code. You know, I had to do it within a year. It was very complex. And yeah. so we've taken a lot of complexity out for our customers. Well, that's huge. I mean, I've had to cancel a lot of trips recently too in this last year. And just like what you said, I'd have to literally keep the email unread. So, I do this. I was doing yeah, the same. Because yes. I was paranoid that I'd lose it, right? Because you lose the code, you're like, okay, now what, right? Yeah. Um, and then I'd forget too. I canceled so many different trips. Yes. I literally forgot that I had credit. And the only time, so for example, I use Amex a lot, right? So I go through their dashboard. Now they're pretty good at showing you what you have, like through Delta, United or whatever. And that's nice. You can kind of click on it and whatnot. But again, I wouldn't realize I had it until I got in there, right? And then sometimes, again, if I lost the email, I'd always be paranoid about that. So I just thought that was, that's really interesting that you guys did that. And again, you know, sometimes it, it takes these kind of crazy events to kind of force that innovation because there's nothing temporary about the benefit of what you just did there, right? That, that's something that'll be good after COVID too, right? Yeah, it's also, we built it where it's very easy for new customers to import all of their credits and users and to be able to auto apply that yeah. so they don't lose access to that and the credits because it's a big expense item yeah. that they need to be able to track and leverage. Does it sync up with all the different types? So again, does it sync up with American Express where it'll automatically go in there and pull that information out into your dashboard so I don't have to go to two, three different things? How does it work? Yeah, well, if you became a customer of TripActions, we would load that information into our platform. We're not an integration tool into Amex. We would okay. take the information and load it. So so, so you have more of a, of a personal touch. So tell us how does that work then? Because I was so on your website. It made it kind of sound like that I had like a personal travel you know, assistant kind of thing. So maybe walk us, the audience sure. and myself through how that is different than just something syncing up. Yeah. So if you think about it, we are a full t booking tool and TMC. So we have travel, global travel agents all around the world that all are looking at the same platform, same data. And, and real quick here, can, can you tell the audience what TMC is for those who don't? Yeah, it's a travel management company. It's like an Amex GBT or a BCD, someone who, who books tickets, can service, cancel, change, all of that. So our agents actually work on a tool called TravelZen, which is on the exact same platform that you use for booking. And we were, we were, you know, we're six years old, born after the iPhone. So we're we are created and designed around your expected customer experience with your phone. So mm -hmm. I can book on a laptop. I can book on my phone. I can chat with the agent on the phone. I can text with the agent on a phone, or I can do it all on my own full service. So once I book something, if I need to cancel it, I can go in and cancel. If I need to change it, I can do it within our platform and phone, or I can work with an agent on it. And so the beautiful side of it is, you know, prior to trip actions, I've used several of the legacy players. If I need to make a change or cancellation, or let's say my flight got canceled, what are your options? Well, you can go wait in line at the airline, or you can call an agent. For us, you have all those options, but now you also have the ability to do it yourself or chat with the agent. And you can do it over Wi-Fi. So I can be landing to make a connection, find out while I'm in flight that my next flight is changed or canceled. I can be texting with an agent saying, hey, I got this alert that this is canceled. Can you book me on the next one? They'll respond back. Yes, I've got you booked. They know who I am. 
if you call in, you have to say, I'm so, first you have to wait for someone to pick up. Then you have to say who I am. They have to figure out your policy, find out what your trip you're on. On trip actions, we already know all of that because it's associated to your app on your phone and who mm-hmm. you are. And we have duty of care and it's all on one platform. So okay. I don't have to go through all those security questions every time. Like when I usually That's call right. Amex, for example, they're like, right. they already verified the fact that I'm even talking to them at all. They already know it's me. That's right. And the other thing with Liquid, which I love, I've been a Liquid user before we launched it in February, about a year and a half. It is when I, and when I travel to London, Amsterdam, all of that, I have the corporate card and I can, you know, go get a coffee, go get lunch, go get dinner. I don't have to keep the receipts. It automatically pulls in the information, reconciles it on the back end for finance and submits the expense. So it's, it's this whole concept of not having, ex, you know, expense management for the traveler or for finance because finance at the end of every month, right? Get all your expenses in, turn in your receipts. You don't have to do that anymore because you booked it on our platform and you used our payments card, which is on our platform. It's reconciling it already. So we talk a lot about no expenses and no expenses. So you're actually saving time for three different people that the person actually taking the travel, the, the people have to reconcile on the back end, and then probably their managers, because usually managers yeah. are the ones who have to usually go review, approve, don't approve, whatever, and then pass yeah. on to finance. So, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you think about how much uh, money that costs. Uh, company. That's a big deal. A lot of time. And because it's all on one platform, the policies are what really matter. They're in there. So you can set policies on your cards where you only turn them on when you're on a business trip. So you're Mm -hmm. not worried about fraud on corporate cards when people aren't traveling. And since you book travel on our platform, we know when you're traveling. So we know when it makes sense to spend. The other thing is it, it hooks into your calendar. So if I go and have dinner with five people or 20 people, Normally, I would have to take a picture of the receipt and then divide it against and load all the attendees. Mm-hmm. It will automatically pull in those that are on the calendar and divide out the number by the people on the calendar. It's just okay. that much. It's integrated. You don't need all these different systems and it just makes it so much easier for the traveler when they're out on business expensing. It can also set thresholds. Mm-hmm. It can set thresholds on meals. It can say no alcohol before five o'clock. It could say no bottles of alcohol over a hundred dollars. Like you can get at the very lowest level, meta level of, of spend if you want if or you sure. can have all the freedom of the world, or you can say, okay, you know what? We do want credit. We do want receipts if it's over $75. So then if it's over 75, it texts me, it says, please load receipt. I take a picture, it loads it in, reconciles it. I'm done. Wow. All okay. of that is a lot easier than, than the old fashioned way of running your expense reports. Are you struggling to generate warm leads fast for your B2B tech company? Do you wish you could hand off the entire process to a team of professionals and have leads flowing in daily to fill your pipeline and convert to big ROI sales? Well, at Infinity Marketing Group, that is exactly what we do. We are lead generation masters who specialize in the B2B tech industry. So whether you're in hardware, software, or even tech services, we here at Infinity Marketing Group can turn your company into a lead generation machine. So for more information, visit our website at www.infinitymgroup.com, email us at info at infinitymgroup.com, or give us a call at 303-834-7344. We look forward to helping you realize your revenue goals. So who is this? How how do you guys charge? I mean, is it uh, uh, you know, I guess the, the second part of that question is how do you charge? And then also, you know, who, who that means, who is this for, right? So for example, is your price points at a point where it's like, listen, this is probably 
best for companies that are doing a lot of travel that have over 100 employees or something like that? Or are you like, hey, even if you're not traveling that often, you can sign up for it. And it's only bills you like when you use it. I mean, just how does that work? Like what type of companies is this actually suited for? Yeah, I mean, we have clients commercial mid-market up to enterprise. So I would say you would want at least 150 people at the company to leverage that. Liquid does not have to be used just for travel. It could be used for any expensing. It could be used for shipping. It could be used for home office equipment, marketing spend. So there is a lot of different ways that you can use the card. And you know, some people just use this for virtual, where it's when they book flights and hotels is running on a virtual card on the background. And others actually deploy corporate cards, physical cards that their travelers or their employees can use. So it just depends on how you want to set it up. But you also don't have to buy the travel component. You could just use it for expense management or spend management, really. Sure. Okay. Now to the marketing side, you know, this is my favorite part, actually. You've been doing this a long time. So how has your company, or what are you guys doing for marketing right now? Like, how are you guys getting the word out about trip actions? You know, for and then what kind of advice would you give to listeners as far as you know if they have a company that's either similar or they're looking for advice? You know, what have you guys been doing to keep your name out there, especially during all these crazy times right now? Yeah, I mean, marketers have definitely had to change. I would say coming into COVID, forty percent of your budget was typically in events and in person situations, and that. Actually, it was a lot of pipeline and relationships were built that way. Now with COVID, of course, we can't go in person yet. I think we'll be out there in June or July, but it's a lot of going online. It's digital, it's paid search, it's webinars, a lot of office hours, creating a lot of content. So the team has been heavy on content. We launched a community where people can come and ask questions, questions about COVID, business travel, credits, waivers, reproduction, you name it. We have a thriving community now because of all the th- questions and stuff that came up. We launched an academy. A lot of times people will, you know, go back and redefine their roles during recessions or even depressions and they'll go and get certifications. So we launched a travel manager certification, 25 courses. We did about wow. two a week and there's a certification at the end targeting travel managers, procurement, finance. So we built a lot since April, we've built a ton of content there. And we see about half our customers in the taking it and half of the people registering for courses over 11,000, I think, are prospects. So it's been a great way to, you know, become a trusted resource for other, you know, for travel managers and, and, and prospects that are trying to learn what's this new world look like? What should policy look like? How do we deliver duty of care? All the things and questions that are even more important than ever now that we have COVID and dealing with the pandemic and keeping our, our employees and travelers safe. So content has been huge for us. So half the, half the focus is on content. And then trying to be creative in this environment. And how do you, you know, it's a big ocean. You got to go fishing. What's the lure that we're going to use? First, you got to find out where are the fish, where are they going for information? And then what kind of bait am I using to go get them? And a lot of that, it's creating the right content and then dropping it in the right environment. You know, uh, you know, is it Wall Street Journal? Is it, you know, Business Insider? Is it some online community, BTN, wherever travel managers and CFOs are getting in front of them and then making sure we enable the field. And really this year becoming a multi-product company. I think for us, We've, we've got a pretty good brand around travel. We've got four th- over 4,000 customers. We've gone up market. We have a lot more enterprise clients joining, uh, but they know us as travel. 
So what can we do to make sure they really know we actually are fintech as well. We're a payments platform and we've got this product called TripActions Liquid. This is how you can leverage it and use it in the value prop. And so, you know, it's a, it's the finance audience. And so, you know, getting those two together. So thinking a lot about what does that mean for our brand? How do we express that? How does that come across in our ads? Uh, and then enabling the sales team and our customer success managers as they're working with their customers, making sure they're aware of how we can make their lives easier with our liquid platform. That's actually pretty amazing that you guys really got created to figure out how to survive through an event that essentially kind of obliterated your industry, right? And so uh, it's interesting. So th- there's a book that I'm writing right now called Crisis Marketing. Um, oh, I love it. It's kind of like how to survive and thrive during you know uh, pandemics, bubble bursts, corporate scandals, things like that. Because yeah. as you know, marketing has to change when you get a drastic event that changes the market or changes, you know, financially or just even the ability to do what you do. Like nobody called this. Nobody said, hey, let's insulate our travel company in case there's a worldwide pandemic and no one's traveling. Like that's not a thought and no one can be blamed for that. But you guys did a fantastic job uh, at pivoting and saying, okay, well, all that went away. But so what can we do to keep this afloat? And so I might end up reaching out to you as a case study. For that uh, while I'm writing it, if you don't mind, because that's a, you guys are a perfect example of what I was trying, you know, trying to talk about of how to make that pivot, make those hard choices and come up with new things also to reinvent yeah. yourself a little bit. So I think that's really cool. Happy to talk through that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we'll do it from the next one. <laughs> so, you know, th- this is called the future of biz tech for a reason. So my first question is, what's coming down the pipeline for trip actions? Like what's kind of the sneak peek of some of the, maybe the features or directions you guys are going that the audience can hear now so they know what to expect in the future from you guys? Yeah, I mean, a lot of discussions around the future of work. And what does this mean? You know, this work from home, work remote, mobility. Um, what do we, you know, what are businesses going to need? If they're, if, you know, how does it change the environment? Right now I'm in an office Will we continue to stay in offices or will we go to a, a, a hub spoke kind of model where periodically, monthly, quarterly, you bring your entire company together? And so we're doing a lot of innovation and work in our product around meetings and events. And what does that mean? And, th- and if you imagine that world, we actually think people will end up traveling more. If you don't have everyone in the office working together day in, day out, water cooler, bonding, aligning, um, you're going to need to communicate more than ever, align objectives and still bring people together. And it may even be more expensive to bring them together when everyone's remote than having them all in an office. We'll see. Mm. And so we need to create those tools and provide that where let's say you want to have, you know, you want to bring your team together and they're spread out across the United States or even spread out across Europe. You know, okay, should I have an Atlanta, Dallas, or New York? You'll be able to go in our tool, put those cities in and load the employees you want to all meet. And it knows, of course, because they've got employee data, where, where their location is. It knows all the inventory on the hotels, the meeting space that's available at those hotels, the cost for airplane. We run all the dynamic pricing, the cost for flights, the room block, everything. And we'll spit out, hey, this is the cost to have it in Dallas, Atlanta, or New York. You can decide what you want to do, mm-hmm. put it in, and then it'll it'll distribute invites to everyone to go book their travel. And so you'll, you know, how much easier would meetings and events be if we did yeah. that? And so the the team is busy working on that um, and Very bringing cool. that future of work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have an amazing product and engineering team that has done a brilliant job get really going through COVID and delivering the needs of our customers around all the dashboards and duty of care and, and 
visibility and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing to see them tackle now what we believe the future of work to be, to provide for customers and future customers, and then just to support our partners and the airlines and the hotels. And they're doing a lot of work around making sure they've got a safe environment for meetings and events and bringing people together. So, so I mean, that's amazing what you guys are doing. Now, the second part of that question is, where do you see the travel, you know, industry as far as, you know, like what you guys do with software and whatnot, where do you see the whole industry going in the next, let's say five years? I mean, there's, there's where you guys are going, but what do you see, you know, from all this, you know, if you had to fast forward, what do you, what do you think is kind of coming down the pipeline overall? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely enhanced duty of care. It's no longer to be an option, whether you use your booking tool or not, you're going to have companies are going to need to know where employees are. You can't go rogue and book just anything, right? You're going to want to, you're going to have to book on the tool. There's going to be approval flows, health flows. I think there's going to be health passports. There's going to, you know, there's a lot of good work going in the area of making sure you can track your vaccines and show proof of vaccine. So all of that in order to travel safely, you you see the airlines right now for international mandating testing. So how do you track that? I also think you can't do global conferences over Zoom. You just can't, right? So, I mean, the future, we're going to get together with people. We're going to need to meet in person. I think you don't sell big software deals. Also, selling million-dollar deals without meeting someone is only going to go for so long. As soon as your competitor meets with them and builds a relationship, they're going to get that deal. And so, you know, I think clearly in the next five years, we're back out on the road. We're meeting it's going to look a little different. We're going to have some maybe tracking and health and vaccines. We're going to be, you know, mandating tools of where you need to book travel. Cleanliness standards are definitely going to be front and center. I think we're still going to be having meals and dinner because there's nothing more enjoyable than sharing a meal with someone and getting to know them. So I think those food are is happiness. <laughs> yeah, people may not shake hands. I don't know, but I think they're still going to get together. Maybe we're going to see masks for a while. I don't know. I think sustainability is huge. It was always huge in Europe. I think it's getting even bigger in the U.S. So globally, you know, that is going to be something we care about and how we offset carbon offsetting and how we pick, you know, whether we take a train versus a plane on these shorter distances. I think you'll see more of that and making sure we show those offerings. And I had mentioned, obviously, the digital health passports. Yeah, I think that that one right there, I think, is something that most people have not considered that absolutely will end up happening because what, you know, this is going to kind of be like that after action report, you know, this next year is like, well, I just say after this is all done, let's say in the next year and a half, it'll be everything looking back hindsight and saying, how do we prevent this for the next one? Right. You know, we were caught pretty off guard on this one, but I think that digital health passport, like you're saying, I think that's absolutely coming down the pipeline and that'll probably be, you know, not just commercial thing. That'll be something very much, by the governments there, which, you know, can be good and bad, right? But at least there'll be a, a standardization to it, which yeah, then yeah. can flow downstream into corporations where you guys have a set guidelines, you know what the base foundation that you have to build into the app is, and then the rest of the information flows. I mean, are there going to be problems with it? Yeah. But I absolutely agree with you that the health passport digitally, and interestingly enough, the health passport digitally might actually end up helping regular passports go in a more digital fashion, you know, none of this, you know, it's gonna take me six months to renew my passport, and I have a flight in two months, yes. right? You know, I think it's gonna end up forcing there's gonna be ripple effects 
of going from this COVID stuff, you know, it's kind of like, you know, microwave came from the NASA program, right? You know, something completely random, how to heat your food in 10 seconds uh, came out of launching a spaceship to the moon, you know? And I think we're going to see a lot of those. So I completely agree with you. And I think that's a really cool thing to, to be working on and to think about. Listen, thank you so much for coming on the show and and telling the audience about uh, about yourself, about the company, and specifically and especially the future of where you see things going. How can it, well, how about this? Is there anything I didn't ask you that you think would be a benefit to the audience to hear? Yeah, I think I think the most important thing is is you know we had to focus when the crisis hit. We had to focus on what do our customers need, product market fit, cost control, and our employees. And so I think that applies to almost anything <laughs> as you're, you're running a business is keep, keep focused on what your customers need. Make sure you've got product market fit. That's what you're building. Keep innovating to keep top of mind. Obviously, we need to always be more efficient and control our cost. And employees matter and our health matters and our mental health matters. So yeah, all that's, things that's fantastic. Yeah. How can people uh, reach out to you or the company if they really love what you're doing here and they're, they're listening and they want to... Uh, to try to engage with you guys. Yeah. So tripactions.com is our website. We've got a lot of ways to contact us on there. You can follow us at tripactions on our Twitter handle and we're on Facebook and LinkedIn and everything else. And I'm on all those platforms as well at M. Eisenberg. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. And I look forward to hopefully a follow-up conversation, maybe using you guys as a case study for the book. Great. I thank you for having me on. Thanks, Megan. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Future of BizTech. I hope you got great value out of our discussion today. If so, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate it five stars. This helps the podcast jump in the ratings to help other techies like you and I find it too. And remember, if you own or work for a B2B tech company and you're looking for highly targeted, hot leads delivered to your inbox daily, my agency, Infinity Marketing Group, can help. We've been in business since 2010 and have helped hundreds of companies just like yours make millions of dollars in marketing and lead gen ROI. So be sure to visit our website at www.infinitym, as in marketing, group.com. That's infinitymgroup.com. Or you can email us at info at infinitymgroup.com. Or you can call us at 303-834-7344. We look forward to talking with you. And I look forward to you listening to my next episode of Future of BizTech.